0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Glorious Rugby Podcast. I am your co-host, John Fitzpatrick, and joining me for each and every episode is my fellow co-host, Alistair Kirschpool, AKP, fresh off a good night's sleep after a long bus ride home from a victorious playoff win in New York, AKP. How are you feeling today, buddy?
1: Oh, I am feeling great. It's one of those things, every... 30 minutes or so, I just remember that we, we won the that playoff game, and I just think, yeah, hell yeah.
0: So, AKP, we're already going off script here, but I got a trivia question for you. Name the only MLR franchise that's currently undefeated in MLR postseason play.
1: Seattle Seawolves?
0: No, man, Old Glory DC. <laughs> I,
1: I should have seen that one coming. <laughs>
0: Cut! Restart the episode. No, all good. Uh, We're just no, we've got to broadcast
1: movie. my shame to the entire world. <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> but you know what? Hey, look, you, you're still shaking off the cobwebs a little bit. I, I, we got to fill the listen. We got to fill the listeners in. For those who, who who watch the broadcast, probably heard a pretty loud and pretty vocal Old Glory DC contention. That's because. AKP and a few others, there were multiple buses that left the Washington, D.C. area, drove up to New York for the Eastern Conference Eliminator Round, fought the New York, New Jersey traffic, all the shenanigans that were going on there, got to the field 30 minutes before kickoff to slam another beer or two or whatever, and got into the stadium for the kickoff. But AKP, please, man, fill us in on some of the highlights of the bus trip and that experience.
1: Yeah, the bus trip was great. I mean New New Jersey traffic was not great, but good view of this the New York skyline. But yeah, the it was basically the loudest parts, the usual DC old glory DC crowd on on two buses going up. We certainly made a nuisance of ourselves at in the stadium. Had a, a friend of the show, Ian, come up and say hi. So uh this is your shout out, Ian. And it was just a fun time. I mean Winning helps that there was a fair amount of alcohol consumed on the way home. <laughs> got back pretty late, had to uh, go to work the next morning. That was the uh, less fun bit. So, I got a good night's sleep last night though, so I'm I'm feeling mostly recovered. My voice is mostly returned too.
0: You know, and of course we're talking about Old Glory DC's thirty-seven thirty-three win over the New York Iron Workers, knocking out the Defendant Champion. So there will be a new MLR club crowned this year in Major League Rugby. Maybe it'll be our Old Glory DC. We'll find out. We have a lot to talk about in this episode. But AKP, a couple of things. Let's start talking about that New York game. I think we were both a little excited about the starting 15 that We saw published versus New York, but then there were a couple of changes that happened, I think, moments before the game. What were your initial thoughts when you first saw that starting 15 versus New York?
1: Yes, my initial thought was uh, this is the best lineup that we could probably field. I mean, you could argue certain positions, maybe one player over another, but that was pretty much our best possible lineup, and... I feel like we haven't had a lineup that good in a long time. We've been dealing with a lot of injuries and a lot of players probably out just to to manage injuries and make sure they don't don't push too hard. You know, Jam has been been sort of hanging out on the bench and missing some games to uh to manage his minutes and make sure that he's as healthy as possible for the playoff run. So but it was great to see a lineup where it's like, yeah, that that's really the best that old glory can do if we lose this game now it's we can't say we didn't put it all on the field that we didn't give ourselves the best possible shot
0: yeah there were a couple of things that i thought one were interesting um one seeing before the game started right when the, the match day 23 came out starting 15 we saw grady slotted in at 10 okay interesting cool we'll roll with that Great seeing Kurt Baker back, right? Kurt Baker is a pest, but he's our pest, so love the guy. And he obviously had a big presence in the game. <laughs> some people gave him some... some they didn't like what he did when he scored that try, but whatever. Poor sports. Um, it was interesting. It wasn't bad. It wasn't that bad, honestly, yeah. Of all the things he's done in his career, like, come on, that's, like, the, the most mildest You're thing. He scoring the
1: winning it. try, the, the <laughs> like, winning sealing it up try for a, in a playoff game, like... Yeah, he celebrated. Boo hoo.
0: <laughs> I love it. You 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 brought up Jama. Um, you know, about some of the, the, the injury stuff that he's been dealing with. He slotted in at flanker and they had Nico at eight, which I thought was which I thought was fascinating. Anything you thought there when you saw that?
1: Yeah, I mean that's not a huge surprise. Jamma has played a fair amount of flanker, played it at the international level too, mm-hmm. and uh, Nico's really done really well in that, that 8 roll while Jam has been out so I, if that's the way to get them both on the field that's the order you want them in it's easy enough for them to switch up if it's not working so I've, yeah. I wasn't Nico, yeah, wasn't too surprised
0: Nico's what, 22, 23 he's got that young man energy <laughs> trot him out there at 8 and let him oh, yeah. run around <laughs> I remember those days kind of um yeah we talked about colin
1: gross being an impressive young player and i think he's got a couple of years on nico jones
0: yeah yeah colin colin had an impact uh in the game that we'll, we'll talk about in a bit Coming off the bench uh, yeah and we're going to talk about our favorite canadian kyle bailey again what a menace <laughs> uh but i'm getting ahead of ourselves let's, let's move on let's talk a little bit about the game itself the good bad and the ugly from the game Let's start with kind of how the game went. Right off the bat, before you could really even get settled, we talked about DC trying to get off to a quick start. Within the first minute, they gave up a try. I don't even think I had a chance to sit down yet. And I was like, oh boy, here we go. But, I mean, they settled and responded quickly, which I think is the key thing that I want to take away here, is that they responded very quickly. And they scored three minutes later with, with one of my favorite Oak Glory D.C. players, William Talataina, who has just been uh, a beast for Oak Glory all season long. When, when you were in the stands and you were watching O Glory – I'm sorry, when you saw New York score first within the first minute, what were you thinking there?
1: Uh, yeah, well, I think, I think I was still pretty optimistic. I was like, w- we can pull this, pull this together. You know, I feel like the first minute can often – the first few minutes can often be weird can often not reflect the game. I mean, but at the same time, you're like, oh, dear. It's going to be a long night. <laughs> this isn't going to go how fully how we want. Hopefully, that's not reflective of the rest of the game. And and it wasn't. We got it together. Um, we took the lead. Tito had a couple of, of penalty kicks. Absolutely nailed the kicking. We'll yes. get to that when we get to yes. the good stuff. But um, we took the lead, and then... Had a bit of a a mental lapse. We let them get deep. Our mall defense was a mess. Anselmi was very quick on the yellow card. Sent out, I think it was Kyle Bailey first, and then sent out another player who I couldn't tell from the stands who it was. Bavaro. Oh, Bavaro, yeah. So then down two players, they get a penalty try. They go into the half up three points which wasn't ideal. <laughs> I think I think Tito slotted another kick to make it just a three-point deficit. So, And at that point, I was still fairly confident, because we'd played well before that. We, we seemed like the better team, and I was like, if we can get our heads back in this, we should be fine. And we struggled a bit out of the gate still. They jumped up to a 10-point lead, but then the subs came on. Threaten Palamo came on. Colin Gross came on and I don't know if they'd had the coaches talking in their ear or something but the whole look of the attack changed and suddenly we we looked back in control and we forced that try that penalty try by just repeatedly scrumming they got two yellow cards out of that so at least Anselmi was being uh, being <laughs> balanced there and then yeah couple other couple tries later baker gets his try to seal it up and then new york gets a sort of consolation one at the end where didn't really matter for anything
0: yeah i thought um right before the the game started of course getting down to an early deficit didn't help but um not sure what happened there with grady right and tito slotting in at 10 but you know they've they seem to be so interchangeable, right? But the the team plays a little bit differently when each guy is running it out at ten. You almost wonder how the game could have unfolded differently if Grady was playing was starting in at ten. But um, your point about the kicking, Doug uh, did great, and I think it was it was there were moments when they were making really smart decisions, right? But like the obvious decisions, right? You're on the road, it's a playoff game, points are so valuable, kick, kick for the penalties and. That worked really well. They're going to have to really use that against uh, New England. And it's great that we've got two great goal kickers in, in Grady and um, Tito there. So that certainly helped. The other thing that, and we'll talk about this as we start to get into the bad and the ugly, but those two yellows that Old Glory got for you know the infractions the, the in the mall, something that concerns me a little bit. Because if we go down two yellows to a team like New England, the game could quickly get away from DC in the Eastern Conference Final, and you know Bailey and Pavaro, they're smart players. They know what they're doing. Just hope that that was something that um you know. And, and I think you're right too. I think the the refs probably are looking out for some of that stuff, and we'll have to see how they combat that going into the Eastern Conference Final. But um, bottom line for that, the fact that Old Glory DC was down two players for large stretches of the end of the first half, and only we're down three going into halftime. In my mind, I was like, hey, this actually is not too bad. We're in a good spot. We got them right where we want them. We've gotten these yellows out of the way. We've inflicted some damage, but not too much. We're right there in striking distance. And then, boom, it seemed like, and much like much like the, the game earlier in the season against New York when we played them at home, that second half, it just seemed like it was a tale of two halves and we kind of just turned it on a bit more. Um, let's talk a little bit more about the good. There was definitely a lot of good. They won. That's good. <laughs> that's <an> obvious <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, can't argue with but, that. But uh, <laughs> bring up some of the other highlights uh, of the good that you saw. Takeaways from the game.
1: I thought the defense was really, really good, basically all game. I mean, you ignore that that quick try in the first minute. You know, okay, they weren't quite settled yet. You don't want to see that, but at the same time, I don't think that's reflective how they were playing the rest of the the game. And you you take off that try at the end where it was consolation. You know, it didn't really matter. It didn't seem like people were going quite as hard there. They really just wanted it to take... They just didn't want New York to score too quickly. But as long as, at that point, time was running out. So it didn't really matter. There were only three other tries that they scored in the match. And one of those was definitely held up. And um, very controversially overturned by the TMO. So they really only scored two real tries. In the match, one of those was the penalty try where where they were mauling quite successfully, and we, we just committed a lot of penalties there but that's that's pretty good. I mean defending champions and we really only give up two real tries, and that's that's you, you like to see that and we did that by it was exactly what I said they needed to do. they shut down the forwards in the center of the field. They really didn't let them get a lot of go forward. They didn't let them break through the line. There were occasional missed tackles, but they weren't. There was always someone else there to, to complete things, and and that meant they didn't have the space on the edge. They would yeah. sometimes swing it wide because they didn't. Nothing was happening in the middle, and there there just wasn't the space out there either because we had, we had we were doing such a good job at defense in the middle of the field, and that that's really the successful formula. And that's that was Old Glory's defense working at its best.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I thought the scrum performed particularly oh, well. Yeah. as as well
1: beautifully well. I mean, the just to to know that you have that edge, and when we we got that penalty try by just calling for the scrum again and again, we had to do that one line out. But fortunately, that worked out, and they got another penalty, and we were just like back to the scrum. Because we were just demolishing them. And that, I'm impressed that that continued even after we brought on our reserves in the front row. Just shows that we really do have a, a good front row selection right now.
0: So, in taking all of that, and, and we've been following this team all season long, you're a season ticket holder. Going into this match, you know, I put out a couple of surveys. The overwhelming consensus seemed to be that. New York was going to win this game. The expectation that New York was going to win this game. They were playing at home, defending champs. They're the better team. They have a better record. Congrats, Old Glory. You made the playoffs, but move out of the way because New York has to go play New England in the Eastern Conference Final. But that did not happen, obviously. Old Glory won. So, And it was a legitimate good win. Win was This win was not a fluke, right? This is Old Glory simply being the better team.
1: Yeah, I'd say that. I think... I think it was pretty clear in the first half too, and I mean, I know we, we struggled at points there, but we just looked like the better team we looked like we wanted it more and i think I think it would have felt it would have felt pretty bad if we'd lost that I mean there's a conceivable alternative reality where New York really comes to play and they're the better team, and we just we lose and we we don't look like we're as good as at as them and you say well we made the playoffs we weren't expected to do that this is a huge improvement okay great season boys let's uh wrap it up but how that game actually went if we'd lost it i would have been pretty pretty bummed because we i felt like we were the better team the whole time
0: you know what and, and even though when um all glory went down early and again someone scores in the first minute 79 minutes left to rugby left even when Old Glory and some of these games that they were playing where maybe the score line was getting away from a little bit, they never I never felt like this team was had had ever given up, laid down, or lost the fight to keep playing, to keep competing, to keep battling. And I think they've demonstrated it throughout the entire season, even in losses, for the most part, gaining bonus points in, in every single game, right? And in my mind that means that the guys are again still out there competing. They still have something to play for and they're not just Waiting for the clock to tick down so they can get the hell out of there. So, I mean, I, there's a lot that I think kind of galvanizes the fan base about hey, this team, even if they're going to get down and they make it down by a couple of scores, they're not out of this because they're going to keep fighting, they're going to keep finding a way to I win mean, because it's it's the competitiveness in the players that are out there on the field. So, something to keep in mind as we look towards uh, New England in the Eastern Conference final. but... Let's close out this little section here, AKP, to talk a little bit about the bad and the ugly. There was some stuff that that happened that will certainly need to be fine-tuned when you go up against a team like New England that has won 14 regular season games. But what yeah. were some of the bad and ugly that need to be uh, improved upon that you saw in the New York game?
1: I mean, obviously, we've talked about the, the yellow cards and the malls. Um, we we've normally had a pretty good mall defense, and I haven't watched the replays. I've only... You know, it's only what I could see from the field. I thought some of those penalties were a little harsh. I felt like both ways Anselmi was maybe a little quick to reach for the yellow card. um, Or maybe just too slow to give a penalty try. But I want to talk about the kicking battle, though. Because it's something... It's the one area of the game where Old Glory was at a really clear disadvantage. Especially in the first half the New York was kicking and they were kicking very effectively. They were putting balls into space. They were, I mean, there was good box kick. There was a box kick that I thought that was a good box kick from, (laughs) from their scrum half. Um, Connor Buckley, he, they were on the front foot. There was, we didn't have anyone back to cover the kick and he just put a box kick over and it was, it was a great idea. And down the wings too, they knew they had faster wingers than we did because I mean Junior sounds great. He's got his strengths. Speed, just flat out speed is not one of them. And so they put in chip kicks on the on the edge because they knew their wingers could beat our wingers and it it didn't quite work out for them. But it was a good idea every time they did it. And those were the moments where I was like, "Ooh, that's dangerous. They could score here." And then they just stopped doing it suddenly. And it was that was great for all glory that they just they completely went away from that despite the fact that that was really showing a lot of promise and that that puts that's a potential risk against new england i mean we'll we'll go into it but that kicking battle yeah to lose the kicking battle like that was concerning and part of it is just we need to think about who we've got on the wing and who's fast enough to to deal with that
0: yeah, that's we'll we'll talk a little bit about the New England because the the counter and the kicking threat that they bring, particularly when you think about Bellicana and Mitch Wilson, and they're probably going to put Waka at fifteen. Like those are those are boys that can they do that kick chase very well. So they they definitely watched that New York match and identified a couple of areas to uh, attacks or something to be on the lookout for. Eighty minutes is a long time to play rugby, right? Like it's hard to stay. I mean, like. Truly focused throughout, right? New England, we were certain, the, the Old Glory is certainly going to have to do that, right? And, and maybe it felt like there were moments in the game where Old Glory against New York where they maybe lost their focus or what their game plan was or their point of attack was. And um, probably going to need to stay 100% focused against New England. <laughs>
1: yeah i mean you you think about there were like a couple of stretches there where new york put together good runs and it's and old glory just couldn't seem to get out of their own way they were making poor decisions i mean tito went for a kick he never should have gone for and had it blocked and we were able to recover from those pretty well i thought I mean, if there's anything good that came out of it is if we recovered well from it. But mm-hmm. yeah, you got to think those mental lapses and those those long periods of mental lapses. That's it's going to be tough to survive those against a team like New England.
0: Yeah, let's do it, AKP. Let's move. Let's move on. Let's talk about the Eastern Conference build-up here. So Old Glory DC is going to be traveling north again. Saturday, July 1st, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time, kickoff at Veterans Memorial Stadium. So, oh glory, one less day of rest, right? Because they played on Sunday. And then they're, uh, uh, one less day to recover to prepare for a game against New England. Hey KP, allow me this one moment here. I want to take a trip down memory lane. I want to harken back to episode 17. This was after... DC lost to New York, sorry, lost to New England. This was at Segra Field when uh, the game got away from Old Glory. There, they were able to get a bonus point out of it. And I think, and no, not I think I know. In that episode, we talked. I even said, "Hey, AKP, I have a feeling this is not the last time we are going to play New England this season. I'm calling it. Old Glory DC is going to beat New England in the Eastern Conference Final." It happened, man. Hey, I'm not saying I'm I'm a rugby Nostradamus, but I just felt like that for some reason in the back of my mind, I knew O'Glory was capable of playing better rugby. They were going to put it all together. Looking at the rest of the Eastern Conference opponents, I knew O'Glory DC could match up well against Nola Gold and Atlanta and New York, that we were going to emerge as the number two, you know, and eventually work our way up there. We didn't, we're the three, but work our way up there to face New England again. And It happened. So I guess my question to you, AKP, is can New England, who's already beaten Old Glory DC twice, can they beat this team again for the third time? You don't have to answer that question yet. We're going to build up to it. But just something something to think about. <laughs> to keep okay? in mind. So, to keep in mind. Exactly. So let's do it. Let's preview this New England team. We all know they ran away with the Eastern Conference. 14 wins, two losses. New England beat O'Golory twice in the regular season, week three. That was um, the the thirty four thirty one loss to New England, where O'Golory played so well in that game. Had a shot to to win it at the end. Came up just a little bit short. AKP, any thoughts on that match before I keep chatting?
1: Yeah, that was one we we definitely should have went won, and there were some. A little bit of referee controversy in that one that that could have made the Mm -hmm. difference as well. So uh, that one was darn close to a win.
0: Week 13, Old Glory played New England at home. That was that 24-42 loss at Segura where DC D.C. had a big deficit. They kept clawing back, couldn't quite get close enough. New England ended up just extending that lead a little bit more. Uh, we did get a bonus point, um, Old Glory, fortunately. So 0-2 in the regular season. Now, AKP, if you look at this all-time, I, I went back and I looked all-time record against uh, New England. We played them six times. We have one win. And actually, the win came in the 2021 season. That was the very first meeting between the two teams. Old Glory beat New England at Segway Field, 35-22. So you could look at that and think, okay, this... And I'd say it is a budding rivalry because the games have been very intense between the two squads. But you could look at that record and say, this is lopsided. Like, New England has got the clear, you know, better win-loss record here. But if you look at some of these matches over the last couple of years, over the last round or so, this is some hard-hitting, intense, competitive, in-conference battles.
1: Yeah. Yeah, traditionally... We haven't, the, the games we play against them have not been decided by big scores.
0: Yep. Yeah. Now, you, now, you may have not picked up on this yet, but I keep saying Veterans Memorial Stadium. I'm not going to say Fort Quincy, because that is what their fan base is calling it. But that is not the official name of their stadium. The official name of their stadium is Veterans Memorial Stadium, so I'm not going to play their game, okay? So, Old Glory, D.C. is going up to Veterans Memorial Stadium, where, yes, so New England has a fantastic win-loss record but I'm not going to call it Fort Quincy. In my mind, it's Veterans Memorial Stadium, the proper name. Moving on. Start the mind games early. Exactly. (laughs) starting the mind games already. AKP, how do you beat New England? How does Old Glory DC beat this New England Free Jack squad?
1: I mean, that's a really good question that teams have been looking for the answer to all (laughs) season long. And to be honest, it's one of those where I'll have to, to cop to... The fact that I've been wrong about New England quite a bit this year. I mean, they're a—they're not a convincing team to my eyes. They—they haven't been all season. They—they're sloppy. They're a, a team that makes a fairly large amount of errors. They don't win things. You know, you think back to 2021. You think to LA in 2021 when they—they they really took the league by storm and was—they were beating everyone by 20, 30 points every time. This New England team is not that LA team. They're not that sort of clean, level above everyone else. And that's something that we can take advantage of, for sure. You know, especially if we put pressure on them. If we force them, if we, we take away their easy scoring options and we force them to you know, do some things that they they don't want to do. Force them to play a game that they don't really want to play it's going to be difficult to put pressure on because they are very confident in themselves and they know what game they want to play and they've had a long season to refine that but they're definitely vulnerable if if we can if we can do that to them um they do play a good defense you got to give them credit for that they're one of the better defenses in the league's in terms of points conceded and they partly do that cuz they don't really challenge you at the rock a whole lot but they that means they've got guys in the line and there's there's very few gaps to go through um and that for i mean beating that we're just going to have to focus on our offload game we're going to have to hit the line hard our forwards are going to have to do a lot of work because there's not going to be space for the backs and then when when we do manage to break through when we do manage to get them out of position we need to Take advantage of that and we need to score on those opportunities i think there have been times this season where old glory has really let a lot of opportunities to score go wanting there's a lot of times we've gone to the corner and then never not managed to make it over the line if we do that against this new england team i i just don't know how many opportunities we're going to have to waste so and like i said the kicking game can't lose the kicking game I, we don't have to win the kicking game, I think. And I don't wouldn't expect us to. Not with the kickers that they have on their team and not with how they like to kick. But we have to nullify it. We have to be... Our back three players have to be in position. They have to be able to respond and they have to make sure that they don't lose those kicking games. And really, I think overall, it's just going to come down to focus. Old Glory is a very good team when they're focused, when they're playing... Their best game, and when they're playing, you know, at their peak, and we saw that against New York. I mean, peak Old Glory peaked two or three times in that match, and it was great to see. And we were really in control of the match. We're gonna need that against New England, and I think we're gonna need that without lapses, or at least without long lapses. And we're gonna need to limit the damage of those lapses. It's hard to stay focused for eighty minutes, of course, but it's gonna need to be a good game from Old Glory.
0: Yeah, a couple of things to point out. And You mentioned it. Uh, New England, they've got a couple of good pieces. They have two player of the year nominees. Their fly-half, Jason Patros, who was slotted in for, for Bodine Waka, Great goal kicker. Things that we'll have to look out for is those cross-field kicks. They really like to attack that. And, of course, if you slot Waka back at 15, which I think is going to happen, they're really good at that counterattack. If you remember that, was it that the, the, the uh, week uh, 14 loss at home to Seager Field? New England, they can counter quickly when you think that, you know, like the play is over or there's a penalty and, you know, they're just going to kind of do whatever. (laughs) Kicks down the field. They boot that ball down the field and they have their wings, Wilson and Belly Kana, running it down. So Reese McDonald was making plays all all over the field. Certainly something to look out for there. Like that makes me I'm a little bit nervous. You mentioned it. Legit good defense. Probably one of the best defenses in the league. They don't give up very many points. At the same time, when Old Glory played them in Week 3, they did score 31 points on them. Granted, New England, there were a couple times when they were short in man. But um, if there is a team in the Eastern Conference that is capable of putting up points against this New England defense, history tells me it's Old Glory, particularly if we can slot back in the players. It didn't seem like they were... Injury concerns coming on out of that New York game. We'll have to see what Grady's availability is. Tito seemed to be fine. Fantastic having Kurt Baker back there uh, at 15, as you mentioned, that, that veteran steady presence back there. And, and honestly, hey, look, in a game like this where there could be a lot of emotions, you need kind of a pest on your side to get at the other team. And if there's one guy on our team who can draw and piss people off if it has to be kurt baker like that is his role like do your thing kurt you know what i mean so uh we'll see you there uh, because as you said it's hard to maintain focus for 80 minutes but this is not a, a team that you can just like take one second off because new england can counter so quickly and come back yeah. uh, and score
1: Whew. i think that's a a thing that when you look at that that game we played against them, how many of their points came from from counterattacks and moments where we were disorganized or where mm-hmm. we weren't expecting something or where we gave them the opportunity. We actually did defensively a great job sort of 90% of that game, but the problem is that they're very very dangerous in that 10%, which is why focus is important, which is, you know, they're going to have to be in the right place on defense. At all times. They can't afford to. This defense for Old Glory. Relies a lot on structure. Relies on connectedness. Relies on people being in the right place. And making the tackle. And that you know that requires people being in the right place. And making the tackle. And that requires focus. And so I think that's really what it comes down to. Is can Old Glory step up to, to what their potential is. Both yeah. on attack and defense. Defense.
0: Man, let's 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 talk about this right now. And I'm going to ask you a question, AKB. Is the pressure on New England? And what I mean by that is they're going to be playing at home at Veterans Memorial Stadium. They're 14 and two this season. At their at their last regular season home game, they had 47,000 fans. They're probably going to try and pack 5,000 into the stadium here. Right, one win away from getting back to the shield, where they feel like they belong. Good team, right? they're going to pack this out. It's going to be loud. It's going to be raucous. Raucous. I can't even pronounce the word. doesn't matter. It's a couple of days before July 4th weekend. We know the history there in the New England area. I asked on the rugby morning newsletter Monday morning who is going to win. 81% of survey respondents said New England. 81%. So the expectation going into this is that Hey, just like in just like, you know, getting to the playoffs. Congrats, old glory, you got to the playoffs. Well done, okay, move along. Hey, okay, old Glory DC, congrats, you beat New York. Okay, move along because New England needs to face San Diego in the final, right? So the expectation for most fans seems to be that, hey, old glory's not gonna win. So in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm flipping it, is the pressure on New England. They're expected to win the game. They should win the game they're 14 and 2 they're the best team in the eastern conference if you're the best team in, in conference you should be meeting in the final is the pressure on new england to win this game and does that mean old glory can play a little bit differently knowing that maybe maybe this is reverse psychology on my part here but is the pressure on new england to win
1: i i think it is and especially there's another angle you haven't considered they were the best team in the eastern conference last year too they were expected to beat New York. They lost at home to New York last year in the playoffs. Are they going to lose again this year in the playoffs to a, a team lower down in the, the conference? I think it has a real chance of happening. And pressure can do funny things to teams. It, it can make or break them. Sometimes pressure makes, makes things go faster, and sometimes pressure makes things explode. And mm. we'll have to see what happens in this case.
0: So we talked about this earlier in the season. We talked about would you rather have a team run away with the conference or would you rather have a team battle it each week in and out knowing that, hey, this next play, this next 10 minutes is so important, right? And I think we talked I, – I can't recall our conversation, but my thought was I'd rather have a team that's battle-tested in the sense that they had to battle up and down each and every week, even if their win-loss record may have gone up and down, right, as opposed to a team. Great, everyone wants to cheer for their team to win, mm. but – and I'm not trying to knock New England here, so I want to be careful how I word this. But has New England really, truly been tested this season? Meaning, they haven't faced a win or lose go, winner, winner go home game. Old Glory has towards the end of the regular season. Yeah. There were games that they absolutely had to win to get to the playoffs. They had to be, <clears throat> they had to beat New York to keep going. Right, New England, best team last year in the Eastern Conference, best team this year, ran away both seasons have they really truly been tested have we really have they really been thrown into the fire with like hey this is important stretch gotta win these next 10 minutes oh glory has faced that a little bit right so maybe just trying to find ways to and i'm sure they're talking about this and the players know it but as our job as as, as fan podcasters is to talk about these things right to try because we're trying to find a way to, to to chip at new england because my point, and I think we're, we're both saying this, is that I don't think this is a foregone conclusion that New England's just going to win this game. And I don't think Old Glory DC the players not. are going to trot out there thinking, oh, we're just going to lay down and lose this, because that's absolutely not going to happen, however the game turns out.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, Old Glory's been the underdog sort of the whole year. There's only a few games where they've gone in as the, the favorites, and i mean i guess you could say that new england has had experience being the favorites because they've been the favorites the whole season but you you do sort of wonder what happens when you you really put them to the test and old glory i guess it's going to be a do you take the team that's that's battle hardened or do you take the team that's that's confident because new england is going to be confident and they're going to have reason Mm -hmm. to be confident they've been Mm -hmm. good all year and they're they've won so much that there's going to be that expectation in their head that they're going to win and i don't think that even if even if they're you know 15 points down at one point i don't think they're going to think that they're going to lose i think they're going to still have in their head yep. that oh we're going to win this of course yep. we are we're new england we win things and that but that could be a that could be a, a downside as well i don't i mean winning can be a habit losing can be a habit I've seen that with dallas as well I mean, Dallas Dallas loses, and they're a better team than their record would suggest, but they just got in the habit of losing. And New England's in the habit of winning, but at the same time, that can make you complacent.
0: One more thought, AKP, before we move to our score prediction and the model prediction. For Ogilory DC, I don't care how the team performed in the regular season in the last odd 100 minutes of rugby. The only thing that Ogilory needs... To Old Glory DC needs to focus on is being the best team for these next 80 minutes. That's all that matters. doesn't matter that New England's 14-2. doesn't matter that they've run away with the Eastern Conference. doesn't matter that on paper and historically they've been the better team than Old Glory DC. For this next 80 minutes, Old Glory DC just needs to be the better team. And we'll see. We will see. Whew. Okay. AKP, this is the fun part. Please... We're moving to our match score prediction before we give our prediction. What does the model say is going to happen in this game?
1: So the model is very, very high on New England and has them by 18 points.
0: (laughs) Okay. Which is
1: quite a margin. Now, Now, a good portion of that is just them being at home. Yeah but even even if even if we were hosting this game it would still have them by 11 points so it's it's very very in favor of New England cuz they won <laughs> they won games and that's all my model really cares about
0: yeah 18 points uh that is a lot AKP, i'm going to take the pressure off you and i'm going to go first here uh for my score prediction now i'll preface this by saying At the beginning of the season, back on January 1st, of 2023, I put out on the Rugby Morning Newsletter my predictions for the upcoming year, and I predicted that New England would beat the San Diego Legion in and win the Shield. So that's happening. Whether that actually happens or not, we'll see. So I'm just going to throw that out there for what's going to happen when I say next. I'm sticking with that for the newsletter, for the podcast. Here's what I think is going to happen here. Old Glory DC is gonna trail but be in this game through 78-79 minutes, and then we are going to see Junior Sow dot it down with about 30 seconds left to play. Tito is gonna drill a corner kick, and Old Glory DC is gonna hang on and win by two points. Old Glory 34, New England. Thirty-two on our way to the M.L.R. Shield
1: championship. I think that's game. a great prediction. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my my head is saying that there's better chance than not that New England wins this game. Yeah. I mean, they the, they should win the game. They're the better team. They've been the better team all year. I do like where Old Glory is now. I do think Old Glory playing at their best is a challenge for New England and I think I'm going to say we see we see the best Old Glory game we've seen all season. I think it gets nervy at bits, I think. Yeah. yeah. And you know what, for once I think we get the benefit of a of a TMO controversy and we take the win by 3 point. We get a penalty. So we're we're tied up, both at twenty eight points. And then we we get close we get close to their line. We get a a TMO controversy, we get a penalty. It's you know the clock is saying eighty six minutes and we (laughs) Tito drills a a penalty and we win by three and
0: Love it. it. I love it. Stick
1: it to that New England crowd. (laughs) Disappoint another another fan base at home
0: <laughs> blame it on another referee decision
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, love it. I mean hey, though, of course i would take it without the tmo controversy yeah but.
0: yeah of course yeah yeah a win's a win um, no i love it um all right so folks you heard it here first we'll see what happens hey hey kp let's close this out uh quick pick there's only one western conference final sunday san diego at home taking on seattle this should be a fun one here what does the model say is gonna happen
1: so the model has San Diego by 10 points.
0: Ooh. Okay, I'll let you Which go is first. home field
1: advantage and also yeah. San Diego seems like the better team. <sighs> I really like Seattle, but I think San Diego's got that power game that San Diego's like a better version of Houston. Mm-hmm. Like Houston when they and and you saw in that p- previous playoff game. Houston had a moment where they they looked like the better team than sandy than seattle and they couldn't keep it up but i think san diego will be able to keep it up so i'll take san diego but by i don't know four Mm.
0: yeah i'm feeling it, it seems like san diego is destined to come out of the west i think it will be tight but ultimately i think san diego probably wins this one by i think five is four or five is right i'll go with five um San Diego advances to the final Whew, AKP. That is the Eastern and Western Conference preview. Close this out here, man, on the final thoughts. And actually, one more question for you. If there's a bus ride that's going up to Quincy, Massachusetts to watch this game, will you be on that bus?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> if there isn't, I'll be a tight five pup. But if there's a bus... I'll be on it. I'm not going to pass up this opportunity.
0: Love it. Love it. AKP, do you want to close us out with some final thoughts?
1: Old Glory's got this. They can do it. They just need to reach their potential.
0: Love it. Love it. Win, lose, there will not be a draw. Win or lose, AKP and I will be here next week to recap what happened in the Eastern Conference. Final for Alistair Kirschpool. I am John Fitzpatrick. Hold on, AKP has one more thing he needs to say before we close out.
1: Yeah, I just suddenly realized I forgot to say uh, whatever happens, enjoy this moment. This yeah. is playoff rugby. This is this is this is the top. This is enjoy this situation while it lasts and, you know, ride the high. Don't let anyone get you down with predictions about how much New England's gonna win by or this or that or even if we lose, just we've it's an incredible thing that's happening right now. This is the best thing that can happen to a fan base and so just just enjoy it while it lasts. That's two closing thoughts. Love Double it. Double dipping. It's playoff. It. Playoff closing it. thoughts.
0: I love it. Folks for Alistair Kirschpool, I am John Fitzpatrick. We will catch you next week when we Talk about what happened in the Eastern Conference Final. Let's go, to Old Glory D.C. Yes, we're
1: old glory. Yes, we're old glory. Oh, glory, my dear.